Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Small Town Nerdcast. I am your host, Brian, and we are back to our regular programming. Hopefully, well, hopefully you didn't miss this because you were having so much fun with like everything we were doing in October with all the spooky stories. Maybe you did. Maybe you're glad that I am back to just talking about nerd shit again because, you know, I don't know. Don't hurt my feelings that way. Anyway, so... As I've mentioned previously, I have finally picked up Marvel Unlimited again, which I am super stoked about because I get to read all the comics that I've been missing out on for like the last pretty much three years, man. I think like I haven't really seriously picked up a Marvel comic book in over three years, or at least the last time I had the app was like three years ago. So... Yeah, there should be a lot of cool stuff to pick up on. I'm actually extremely excited. And I was, well, I was because I'm actually reading it now, but I was extremely excited to pick up with Spider Man again and see, you know, where the old wall crawler's at and what that crazy web slinger's doing. And boy, oh boy. Nothing ever changes with Peter Parker in his life. So we'll talk a bit about that. I think. I'd also like to maybe bring up a manga that I'm reading currently and then an anime that I am currently watching. And then, you know, talk about that stuff a little bit, share some of my nerd things. And then um, do have a little bit of small town drama, man. So I'm excited to get into that stuff. So let's just let's just go. <laughs> all right guys so up first let's talk about some marvel comic books uh currently i'm started reading the 2018 run of the amazing spider-man which is written by nick spencer it has some artworks um the first few issues are by Ryan Otley, who uh, famously did the Invincible run uh, from Image Comics. If you know anything about uh, Robert Kirkman and his character Invincible, Ryan Otley, pretty famous uh, artist for you. Uh, also, Humberto, 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 it's with an H, uh, Humberto Ramos. He's also a, a drawer on here. You have a bunch of inkers um, that I just... I don't have the time <laughs> to cover everyone who's uh, really worked in this book. But if you're not really too familiar with the amazing, uh, the amazing run of the amazing Spider-Man. So I first picked it up in 2012. And around that time, that is when Doc Ock took over Peter Parker's body. Yeah, it was 2012, I think, is when that started. And that was called the Superior Spider-Man run. So Amazing Spider-Man ended and Superior Spider-Man picked up uh, where that story left off. But it was really like it was a continuation of that story is what it was. But it was Doc Ock if he was, well, he was inside Peter Parker's mind and now trying to be a superior uh, superhero, superior Spider-Man. <laughs> the name of the book. So... That all works its way out. Maybe we'll talk about it another time. Or you can just try to find... Actually, I don't think any of the Bri-Fi podcast episodes are around anymore. 
Oh, YouTube might have them actually. So you can go to YouTube. Ha <laughs> ha. But um, so all that stuff plays out. Um, Peter has a lot of falling out with a lot of different characters. Uh, like Mary J, other superheroes, Black Cat, who Black Cat, he was on again, off again with, you know, she's like a a, a jewel thief, a villain, but like a good villain, you know, a, a villain with a good heart type person, you know, like an anti-hero sort of, sort of. And um, so Doc Ock did a lot of bad and like burning a lot of bridges there, but he also did a lot of good for Peter Parker, you know, he went back to school to... Uh, get a doctorate degree because i mean he was dr otto octavius and he needed his doctorate degree to uh start his own company which was called parker industries and did all this great stuff to like build it all up and then eventually things happen doc ock realizes he can't be peter parker like there only there's only one peter parker and that was the guy that he swapped bodies with and killed essentially even though he comes back in a in only a way a comic book could have a hero come back. And so Doc Ock sacrifices his own life to give Peter back his life. And now Peter Parker is back to being the amazing Spider-Man. Um, then there's a whole run that we skipped over or that I, that reads after the superior Spider-Man where um, basically these crazy Spider-Man vampire hunters are like vampire Spider-Man hunters come after like all the Spider-Man across all the Spider-Verse. That's kind of where you get the Spider-Verse, uh, animated movie. Uh, that was really badass and featured mostly, uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man, but, and it didn't have, what were they called? The man, I can't remember. God, this kills me that I can't remember what these uh villains were called but anyway they weren't a part of the spider-verse movie maybe they will be in the next one who knows but all that stuff plays out and now we're up i forget there's like some other major things that happen and maybe we'll go back and read that but we're caught up to 2018 now which is where i left off and how things were gonna go so peter parker has lost Parker Industries. He's back to uh, crashing with roommates now because he can't afford to live on his own. And he's alone, just got his roommate, one of which is actually Boomerang, who is a villain, a small-time villain, and like one who fights against Spider-Man regularly. So it's really funny. His name's Fred. Uh, the other guy, I think his name's Robbie. Uh, and so they're all living together. And just Peter is hating Fred because obviously Fred is a villain and he's not even hiding the fact that he's a villain. Like, but I think he's trying to be reformed in a way or whatever. It's kind of crazy. Um, sp speaking of crazy, all the heroes hate Spider-Man right now because the mayor of New York is actually Wilson Fisk. You know, the kingpin of crime. And he's trying to push a narrative where he and Spider-Man are best friends. And that is clearly not the case, but everyone knows that Wilson Fisk is the kingpin. And so all the heroes hate Wilson Fisk as the mayor, but there's nothing they can do about it because I guess legally he won. So they're kind of just stuck, like trapped, unable to do anything about it. But they hate Spider-Man because they think that he's buddy-buddy with Kingpin and that don't fly with them. Um, and also... 
uh, the old college used to go to, I think it was Empire State University. Uh, they came up with this crazy machine that can pretty much be the ultimate plagiarized test. And so it looks at one of Peter Parker, well, it actually looks at his uh, doctoral thesis and it shows that he plagiarized it from one Dr. Otto Octavius, which is kind of weird because in the in, in the Marvel comic universe storyline, Otto died years ago. But remember, I just told you, he took the mind of Peter Parker. So somehow this machine <laughs> could tell that Otto Octavius was in the mind of Peter Parker and was able to deduce that Peter Parker, quote unquote, plagiarized Otto's work and took it as his own, even though, you know, extenuating circumstances, which of course they don't understand. But how can you explain that without giving yourself up as Spider-Man? So, you know, Peter is kind of at a weird place where he really can't explain himself without giving up who he is. Um but so they take away his doctorate degree. So now he doesn't have a doctorate degree. It's all in the news that Peter Parker did all this. He loses his awesome job at the Daily Bugle, which he was he was like head of the science, the science article department, you know, and got to do a lot of cool big things. That's actually why he was there at the college. Um, and then they uh, blew his ass up that way. <laughs> And so he lost his job, lost that. Aunt May finds out and loses all respect for Peter. She's just so disappointed in him. And I think that's what hurt the most. So basically, no one likes Peter. All the heroes hate Spider-Man. He is back to square one and has no one to turn to, no one that can help him, no one that can understand exactly what he's going to until we see that he's talking to and getting back together with a one beautiful red-headed model and her name is mary j <laughs> mj is back and of course i mean of course you know and not that i'm mad about this that he gets back with mj it's just i don't know when i came into the like i mean we all know it's peter parker and MJ, like that, like that's how it's always been. Like for you, well, I mean, Gwen was there, and actually, Gwen's probably my favorite of the girlfriends. But there's like tons of others, man. But it just, as someone, and I always, and I forgot about this, not reading comics for so long, is just how much they, like, no matter how much they're able to take a character, change that character, and bring them to new heights or whatever, they will always bring them back to square one. It doesn't matter. Like, it, it sucks, but that's what always will end up happening. It's like Peter Parker was on top of the world uh, because through things that Otto Octavius did, and he had his own company. He had, like, the crazy awesome suit. Like, he was badass, and now he is renting a three-bedroom apartment with two roommates, and everyone hates him. Except for J. Jonah Jameson, which that happens in the next story arc um, with Peter Parker. But I don't want to reveal too much. I just wanted to give you a taste of this. I'm really enjoying it. And basically, kind of some of the stuff that I'm talking about here covers issues one through five of the 2018 run of The Amazing Spider-Man. If it sounds interesting to you, I don't get paid for saying this, but I so much... I can't stress enough how awesome Marvel Unlimited is for, for going back 
and reading Marvel comics. And I mean, you can go all the way back to the Amazing Fantasy run where Spider-Man first appears and then follow all the way through uh, his storyline till you get to 2022. It's freaking dope, man. I Like I said, I recommend it. Um, if you can, you could always go to a local comic book shop and check out these issues from the 2018 run. Um, but I'm not gonna, I'm like, I'm not here to tell you what to do, <laughs> but it would be cool. Uh, me, I got Marvel Unlimited. I went and paid the yearly subscription. So I paid a year's worth all up front, but that ends up saving you, I think about, let's see. I think if you pay by month, it's like $10 a month. But if you pay by the year all up front, it comes out to only like six fifty or a little under seven dollars a month. Maybe seven dollars with tax. Like I can't remember. But you're definitely saving quite a bit of money by doing the yearly subscription. And like I said, you get to read pretty much every Marvel comic that's out or has ever been out. Um I I have never had an issue not finding a certain comic book that I wanted to read. Now, what I do, what I will tell you, if you plan on getting this to read what's currently coming out, like, hey, this comic's new this week, it will not be on the Marvel Unlimited app. They are a few months behind, and I think that is, you know, to give their, like, paper issues a chance, you know. So you can either choose to be six months behind on Marvel Unlimited, but read so much more for the price, or you could be caught up with current events and uh, pay just a little bit more to get those physical issues and if you're a collector and you love having that artwork and stuff and you like to decorate which i like to do with my comics and i'm hoping to do soon then you know that's the route to go but because of where i live in a small town no comic book store the closest one to me now well they just built one in like the like a city near me um but it's still like 45 minutes away. Whereas Houston, which used to be have the closest comic book shop to me, that was over an hour away. So if I wanted to read comics, I had to drive minimum two hour drive to go, you know, there and back to get the comics I want. Now for like an hour and a half drive, I can go to the, the next large town over and uh, pick up some comics. But they don't always carry everything I want there. They have a very limited new selection. They're more into the older comic books. So it's tough, man. It's tough being a small town nerd. And like, it's, it's weird because I feel like my town is just on the cusp of being able to hold or like have enough people where a comic book shop could be feasible. I know there's a, a group of people here or like, a, I say a group, but like, a, I think it's a husband and wife that have like a little nerd type store it's currently online only i think they want to get into a shop i don't know how soon that's going to happen for them but i think if that bodes well for them or that does well maybe comic books could be the next step for them and i remember a long time ago in my town there used to be a comic book shop like they used to sell figures and all kinds of stuff and then it just it went away it died and i think it was just because it couldn't support it like it just back then nerd shit wasn't like it is now nowadays i mean everyone loves freaking funko pops you know so it's like every store you see sells funko pops so um, i don't know we'll see how that plays out but yeah that's kind of it for the amazing spider-man run like i said uh that first little 
group like so it'd be like a trade paperback if you oh and that's another thing you could do instead of buying single issues you could buy trades which is a collection of like five issues in one it's a little bit cheaper than if you bought the issues like issue by issue because i think marvel sells theirs for like four dollars an issue for their big name characters like that like 3.99 so five of them is like 20 bucks or you could get the trade paperback for like 14 or 15 dollars so you know you save five bucks uh, buying them in a, a package deal like that so definitely check that out and like you know you can get trade paperbacks at like barnes and noble and other bookstores so maybe not something as special as a comic book shop but definitely able to read graphic novels there so there you go there's my small town helper outer thing hopefully you have a, a shop close to you so you you know you can enjoy the spoils of um excess whereas people like me who live out in the boonies and the sticks and the podunk uh we we have to get a little more creative with our comic book reading um moving on to something else manga yeah yeah i wanted to talk about manga so one of the ones that i picked up i actually tried to read the and or watch the anime for and when i watched the first episode i was very not impressed and i was like i don't I don't like where this is going or like, I just didn't see where it was going. I didn't see the point to it. And, um, that was called that, uh, the time I was reincarnated as a slime or something like that. Like I was in, I was reincarnated as a slime and I've heard great things about it. But when I started watching it, I just really wasn't into the anime. And then I came across a manga called, um, Tinsi Shitara Slime Data Ken, which I, for whatever reason, did not put two and two together that this was the exact same show, except this was the manga that the anime is from. And I started reading it. And for whatever reason, reading the manga stuck to me better than watching the anime. And before I knew it, I think I was three issues in and I realized I was reading the this manga. Like I realized what I was actually reading, but I was enjoying it way more as a manga than I was as a um, as an anime. And it's really funny. It, it's a, kind of a silly story where basically this guy becomes uh, gets killed in the in the real in his in world in Earth whatever you want to call it, gets reincarnated into a different world as a slime. And basically, it's like he's kind of a smart slime or like he's sentient, and but he realizes he's really weak. And so he starts doing things and like eating things and becomes stronger and stronger. Eventually, he um, is able to befriend a very, either a very sick or a trapped dragon, like with a curse on him. And um, he's able to, after he befriends him, he's able to um, consume him to uh, help him become more powerful, but also to later help that dragon. Because it's like he consumed him, but didn't kill him. Like, I don't know. He just absorbed him in a way. I don't, I don't know how slimes work, and I don't know how this manga works, all right? But that ends up giving him immense power. He meets another, like, crazy hero who's super powerful and who's dying and ends up doing the same thing, uh, kind of befriending and absorbing them to become even super more powerful. And then from there, things get really intense, but the slime, he wants to um, kind of bring the luxuries of his old world and sensibilities of of Earth 
to this realm and in doing so ends up becoming a demon lord in the process uh founding a whole entire society like a village of uh demi people and monsters and now humans and so it, it gets so crazy and so intense and now it's like humans are getting involved because they don't like that this guy is messing with their trade routes and how they've had things set for so long and and he's just blowing past them and making new cheaper products because you know he has the sensibilities and he has the ability to transport goods better and do all kinds of things way better than they ever could because they were corrupt officials and he's doing it out of the goodness and kindness of his heart, so to speak. And then you learn that he's not the only isekai person there. And if you don't know what isekai means, it means you were reincarnated into this world. So you're a person from a different world into this world. But uh, he learns there are other people like him that were from the old world and brought here to this new realm. And so it's just kind of seeing how things unfold and untwine and how deep the corruption goes and how he's got to try to overcome that has been quite interesting for me. And I've been caught up to it. It's 101 chapters currently, and it's actually really fun. It makes me want to go back and watch the anime to see how it plays out artistically in the anime, even though I'm so much further ahead in the manga, which is kind of what happens, man. Um, I've been reading manga for a while now and like, it's funny to see the manga that I've been a real big fan of start to get anime adaptions. And I'm seeing that a lot more often now. Um, one that just re recently popped up on Crunchyroll, which we can talk about now, is um, it's called More Than a Married Couple But Less Than Lovers, which I forget what the Japanese name for it is in the manga form, but it's... This anime, which I've been watching, is basically like when in whatever world or timeline this is in Japan, when you become a senior in high school or a third year is what they call it, um, you have to be paired with a spouse and you have to live together in an apartment. And that's what you do your last year of high school. And you're, you get points based on how good of a couple you are. And the premise is this guy who is in love with his childhood friend and has a huge crush on her, wants to be paired with her, and ends up getting paired with a popular, like, what do they call him, a gairu or like a gal, I think is what they call them. So, you know, someone who's like really pretty, like into makeup and kind of a like a, a hip person, a cool person. I, I'm really bad at explaining this stuff because I'm old, but... He ends up getting paired with her, and even though he's kind of like a gamer shut-in uh, type guy and just kind of awkward around girls, and she wanted to be paired up with the popular guy in school. But as it turns out, the childhood friend and the popular guy get paired up. So they decide to come up with a plan to get their couple score really high because they heard that if you do that, and then you're allowed to swap couples. And so they're thinking if they sh like show how good they are as a couple they'll score high enough where they can um, swap and get the partners they really want. And that's how things are kicking off with that anime. And from what I, like, if it goes the route that it does in the manga, things will get complicated, but in, like, the cutest way. And it's really cute, man. I love reading or watching rom-coms and reading rom-coms, and it's just, it's fun. And the nostalgia of being back in high school and stuff like that, like, 
I don't know. I guess it's because I'm now middle aged and I'm closer to death than I am <laughs> birth, and so I'm just sad. <laughs> but it's a good story. Like it's fun, and if like Crunchyroll has been great. Uh, especially for me because I love watching anime. Me and my wife both love watching anime. We just started watching Chainsaw Man, which has been a whole lot of fun and just getting to watch a lot of the new anime, which has been fun and uh, re-watching some old anime that I grew up with, which has been just nostalgic in the best way possible. So, man, apps are the way to go, <laughs> especially, like I said, I live here. Like now anime could be a little different for me because Walmart, surprisingly, Walmart actually has a decent selection of anime and they get new ones. So like when they come to D Blu-ray or DVD, it's fairly quick, man. And I can actually pick them up and buy them, which, you know, is nice. But having it on my phone and being able to just cast it to whatever TV I'm near is a lot nicer. <laughs> but I mean, as far as like movies and visual media like that, or like TV media like that, I guess it's not so bad being in this town because we do have a Walmart and Walmart does carry quite a lot of entertainment uh, in that sense. They do have some graphic novels, which is quite interesting, Not, but not to the scale of like Marvel and DC type stuff. It's more like indie, like very indie stuff, um, Like, but not even like the indie that I typically read or check out, but um, it, they're they doing there. They it got the spirit. <laughs> it's confused. Walmart's confused, but it got the spirit. Um, but yeah, man. So hopefully you guys dug that kind of shit and liked. Maybe you heard something new that maybe you didn't know before, and maybe a new way to consume media or a new show to watch on the media you already consume. So hopefully that's good for you guys, because that's about all. Oh, I forgot about the small town drama. <gasps> How could I have forgotten? <laughs> So, yeah, um, there's one pretty constant thing with my small town, and that is that a store will close and a new restaurant that we already have will open. And I don't mean like, oh, here comes another McDonald's or something like that, but like a restaurant that like we have, we have a Pizza Hut, we have a CC or no, a Little Caesars. We have a Domino's, we have a Papa John's. So guess what's coming in the new place? It's another pizza place, right? Like, oh, and then we have an Italian place that does pizza too. So that's technically we have six. We Well, we have five pizza restaurants in our town and we're about to have six. We're not a very large town, mind you. So it's not like Houston or Sugarland or Pearland or Pasadena. You know, like those, like those are towns around Houston for people who don't live in or around Texas. Um... So having that many is kind of insane. Hell, we have three subways. We have like one in the middle of town, one on my side of town, and one on like the newer part of town that they're trying to build out. And to us, us townsfolk, that's a lot of fucking subways. <laughs> Which, I mean, I think anyone would probably think that. But um, yeah, we're about to get a sixth P 
pizza place. I think it's called Seven Pie Pizza. And it actually looks pretty cool. They're supposed to be doing like wings and sandwiches and stuff, which kind of has me excited because we don't really, I mean, we have a Pizza Hut wing stop or whatever, or wing street, whatever it's called, but their wings are kind of shitty, right? But that's not the drama part of it is. I mean, one, people always lose their shit on like the town group chat about it. And like, of course, everyone thought this was a dumb idea. They're like, we haven't even heard of this place. It's stupid. Like, why is it going to be here? I think it's some company out of California. Why are the Californians ruin everything? Like, that's the kind of shit that we see on our Facebook group chat. But uh, where the drama of it comes from is the building that it's going into, which used to be a church's chicken. Uh, the church's chicken went under. Um, so Seven Pies going into this place, and literally right next door to it, like the next building right next to it on the same block, is the CC's Pizza, <laughs> which I think is absolutely hilarious. Like you literally, like pizza place, like this is something that only happens in like silly movies, manga and like you know like just like that stupid shit like this is like a cartoon level of stupidity like i'm gonna take my pizza place and put it next to your pizza place and fuck you basically and so i'm curious to see what happens i'm curious to see if people if like they steal uh, little caesar's clientele and now Seven Pie is the way to go. Like I'm interested only because the logos look really cool, and it looks like they really cleaned up the place on the inside compared to what the church's chicken used to look like. So, and I'm always willing to try something new in town first. Like, like give them a shot to see if I like it or not, and then go back to my because like, I'm a Domino's guy. Like I love eating Domino's. We actually have uh, the local Italian restaurant that uh, sells pizza. Theirs is actually legit. Like. If I had to rank them, I would put that, the, the local pizza place, first, followed by Domino's, then Papa John's, then Pizza Hut, and then Little Caesars is last. So it'll be interesting to see what Seven Pie does. Um, like I said, they're chains. So I guess I could look into them to see more about them, but I'm more interested to see, like, if they start like pizza wars between the two, like, like, I mean, their dumpsters are right next to each other. Like this is how close they are. Like they almost share a dumpster. That's how close they are. So this is going to be funny. And maybe I will like figure out more. Like maybe there will be a turf war and they'll fight each other. <laughs> I don't know, but that's it for uh, the small town Nerdcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoy talking to you guys and we will see y'all next week. So, TTYL, ta-ta for now. Talk to you later. I don't know what you want to say. I'm just, I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to be hip. I'm trying to be one of you. No, <laughs> I'm going to go play some video games.